We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com. The Lakers getting the big win over the Golden State Warriors. We saw some new Lakers debut tonight. We saw, uh, frankly, some nervous moments. I certainly was nervous during this one. But ultimately, the Lakers get the win 109-103 to over the Golden State Warriors. That was the important part. You get the W that you needed so, so very badly the Lakers were in a must-win situation. No LeBron James for this game tonight. And the Lakers find a way to get the job done and get a win. If you're joining us live over on YouTube, welcome. And if you're listening after the fact over on the Lakers Nation uh, podcast feed, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, welcome. Please make sure you give us that five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. We certainly would appreciate that. On top of that, We've got our guests coming in today. I should also say welcome in from Twitter and Facebook as well, so I don't mean to leave anybody out here. Uh, joining me is Jeff Spiegel. Jeff, how are you doing, man? Lakers win. Lakers win in a game that there were there were definitely some stretches. It didn't it didn't feel like we were going to get the positive outcome that we were uh, we were hoping for, but they closed this one out. You know, we were joking at the end. Hey, we, we've never seen them blow a six point lead. In the last 90 seconds, nothing to worry about. Oh, my gosh. No drama tonight, Trevor. No drama tonight. Lakers win easily. Oh, maybe that's what had me so on edge during this game was we've seen this this game script play out so many times. Dennis Schroeder misses a couple of free throws late, and it went. I went, oh, no. Oh, no. Here we go again. It's gonna. We're going to get like a Clay Thompson three followed by a turnover and then another three, and yeah. next thing you know, we're going to overtime. Or like that's, that's what's happened in the past year. So I was definitely nervous. I know a lot of Lakers fans felt felt nervous as well, uh, but ultimately they get the win that they needed so, so badly. Um, let's run through some of the stats here uh, on this game because I have a feeling we're going to talk a lot about Anthony Davis in this one who did not have five for, ni- five for 19 shooting for AD, 16 boards and three blocks. Thought he made some really big defensive plays down the stretch when he really had to. 13 points, those 16 boards for AD. Not the best showing from him. Um, Rui Hachimura, 6 for 11 shooting, 16 points for him, 7 boards. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the wing rotation in a bit, but a lot of these guys, Lonnie Walker, Troy Brown, Rui Hachimura, with the new guys coming in, they yeah. realize there's going to be a minutes crunch, and so they're kind of playing for their future. I mean, they're all on 
potentially expiring contracts here. They'll be free agents in the summer. So they're all playing for their next, next contract. So all of them are going to be highly incentivized to give their very, very best every single night. Troy Brown, 5.6 boards. Dennis Schroeder, uh, the second night in a row, yeah. leading the team in scoring 26 points, three boards, three assists, seven for 12 shooting, three of four from deep. Yeah. Where did that come from? Where did yeah. that come from? And just one turnover, too. Last night, uh, yeah. excuse me, last game, zero turnovers. Tonight, one turnover. Uh, he was fantastic. And and honestly, you look down the box score, he was he was the difference maker tonight. But you said it, three of three from deep in the first half. Um, not typically his MO, but it was tonight. Uh, he gets to the line 11 times, makes nine free throws. Obviously, uh, nearly <laughs> a couple, nearly, ne- nearly costly misses there. But yes. thankfully, they get a stop. He comes back down and drills his last two. So uh, I really have liked what I saw, have seen from De- Dennis Schroeder these last couple games. And I, I kind of mentioned it on the playback. He's a guy that I- I'm curious to see what the next couple weeks look like because yeah. I've said all along, him, Russ, and Bev was not a good group of three. All three guys that can't really shoot, can't really space the floor. They want to attack. Dennis being the last guy standing, I think is going to get some residual benefits from that. And, and it's two games. It's a small sample size so far, but he's been very good. Yeah, absolutely. He's been been fantastic. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, welcome back to the Lakers. Six of 12 shooting, five boards, six assists, 15 points. Uh, then, oh my, if you are a believer in this concept that putting on a Lakers jersey deflates your three-point percentage, Malik Beasley is our latest bit of, of evidence of that. Now, let me tell you guys this. I looked this up. Malik Beasley, for the entire season, this whole season, has had one game when he did not make a three. One game. The entire season. Yeah. His first game with the Lakers, 0 for 6 from three. Now, Again, I don't know if that is evidence of some Lakers curse from behind the arc or anything like that. Of course, you would—it's six shots is still an, an insanely small sample size. Of course, we're going to expect that eventually those shots are going to start falling. But nonetheless, yeah, a little—you know—Lakers fans have got to be you know, rolling their eyes, going, "Oh my gosh, here we go again!" It's like Reggie Bullock and Mike Muscala all over again when they became Lakers. Yep. Suddenly, couldn't hit that three ball. But Jeff, you know what? We do our awards on this show. Um, sometimes when they lose, we're too upset to do them. That does happen <laughs> from time to time. That does happen. Um, a superstar of a night award. I, I don't like AD was out there and I know there's a lot of people in the chat that are complaining about it. We're going to talk plenty about him, but let's do this. Star in your role. Your Vanderbilt have a game, eight boards, 12 points, four assists, a steal, he was everywhere. In 17 minutes, the man was a wrecking ball. He was absolutely fantastic out there for the Lakers. Lakers fans extremely fired up about what they saw out of Vanderbilt in, in this one. Um, I know we're going to talk plenty about him, but I just wanted to get that out of the way. Yeah. I'm getting the, the star of your role award to Jared Vanderbilt. And maybe it should go the superstar. I think if we were to pick one superstar of the night, it's Dennis Schroeder, I think, for for his performance um, in this one, 26 points. But in terms of the guys who acted as role players in this game, Jared yeah. Van, my goodness, what what a what a debut from him. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy that, as somebody that admittedly doesn't watch a ton of, you know, uh, Utah Jazz games, uh, I kept hearing about, you know, hey, this guy you're going to like, you know, he's he's going to be a good fit. 
and he, he lived up to it. I mean, he was everything that, that sort of the experts around the league were saying he would be. He's not a guy that's going to wow you in one particular area, but it's going to be energy and it's going to be productive energy. You know, we, we kind of made the comparison to a guy like Wenyan Gabriel. We love Wenyan Gabriel's yes. energy, but maybe you wish there was a little bit more uh, on the defensive end. You wish there was a little bit more refinement on the offensive end. Jared Vanderbilt feels like that guy. He's going to give you Wenyan Gabriel levels of energy while also being, you know, a pretty significant step up defensively, a pretty significant step up offensively. So the only surprise to me with him was 17 minutes. And, and again, we're going to talk about the rotation and that kind of deal, but for as well as he played, and I would, I would suggest Trevor, and I'll, I'm curious your thoughts. I think it yeah. was a matchup thing. I think the Warriors with all of the guards that they throw at you and the need to chase clay and pool around are why somebody like Austin Reeves played 26 minutes on a night when he was okay, but he wasn't a real difference maker, but I think they mm -hmm. wanted him out there for defense. Yes. Um, so I, I think that's why it was 17 minutes, but I agree with you. He, he was fantastic tonight. Well, and I, I think the question becomes, it's it's not so much Austin Reeves versus Vanderbilt minutes. It becomes Rui Hachimura versus, yeah. versus Vanderbilt. And Rui did not have a bad game. I mean, 16.77 boards, but I mean, Vanderbilt was doing some electric things out there on the glass. Um, yeah. You know, he was he was doing some things protecting the rim. Doesn't have a block on record, which is interesting because I did I do recall at least one play where it certainly looked like um he blocked the shot, but he was fantastic. And let me tell you this though, Lakers fans, 23 years old, and he's under contract next year for less than five million dollars. Yeah. Um yes, very, very nice. Spacey K, let's get into some of our super chats here. Said didn't like Dennis starting, but can't deny his defense and big game DNA. Liked him and Beasley, Lonnie, Rui, Wenyan, uh, Mamba. I'm assuming we're meeting Mo Bamba off the bench. Uh, Mo Bamba, I don't know if we'll see him next game or the game after. Worst case, it's the game after. It depends on whether or not last game counted um, towards his uh, suspension. But Bando Vando starts at the four. Is that ultimate? I don't know if Darvinham does this next game. I don't think Rui did anything to lose no. the starting job. But if LeBron is back... Does, do you like Jared Vanderbilt in that in that starting five? It's tough. And Vanderbilt star in the role. I'm not going to argue at all with that. If I had to pick somebody else and we were giving Dennis the sort of the superstar, Rui was going to be my star in yeah. your role. Um, I, I've said I, I've kind of been skeptical. I haven't seen sort of consistent glimpses from him of of sort of the promise and the hype that, that maybe came with him. But I thought he was fantastic tonight. And the thing that Rui brings that Vanderbilt – does not is the ability to stretch the floor. I think that's the difference maker. And so when you see Rui, six of 11, 16 points, seven boards, um, two of four from deep. And by the way, one of those two was absolutely massive. I believe put them up with like four and a half minutes to yeah. go. It was one of the biggest shots of the game. And so I think like, I, I would just say when it comes to these rotations, I feel like I'm a broken record sometimes on here. Like the five guys that start aren't necessarily your five best players. Sometimes you need to do some mixing and matching in order to like who plays best alongside who. And so I personally, I'm not going to get too caught up in like, is Rui starting is Vanderbilt starting? I think Troy Brown after a night like tonight is a guy that probably falls down the pecking order because Rui Hachimura yeah. is shoot, shot the ball better than him. Gives you way more on the length on the, on the other end of the floor, Jared Vanderbilt gives you more defense. So it's kind of like, what does Troy Brown do that better than, than those other two guys. But um, I, I don't get too caught up in 
is Rui starting or is Vanderbilt starting? I want to see a lot of both of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, and again, I, I don't think Rui Hachimura did anything tonight that would suggest he should lose no. an opportunity. He didn't play poorly. He played well. So you, yeah. you so right now your superstar or star in your role award would go to Rui over, over Vanderbilt. I, I would say, I would say, Typically, if, if I'm trying to pick somebody different than who you picked, mm -hmm. Rui would have been next on my list. Okay. Um, but and, I mean, like we, would, each, we each get to pick one. Yeah. Like you're, if, so if you got to pick from anybody, are you, who are you going with? It's tough. Only, I, I'll say Rui only because he, he gave it okay. to me in 31 minutes. Um, so it was kind of, it was sustained. And again, that one shot that he hit was a memorable shot to me. Um, so it's a no disrespect to Vanderbilt. I got it 51 49. Rui. And again, that's probably because I came in with lower expectations for Rui and I thought he played really, really well. But I like that he was two of four from deep. I like that he had seven boards and I like that he scored 16 points on a night when they needed. I mean, he was the team's second leading scorer. So in a game that, that they barely won. So um, I'll, I'll give it to Rui, but I, I, I would say it's neck and neck between those two for me. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's close. Uh, I just, man, I thought Vanderbilt was extremely impressive was tonight. Uh, Drew Potter. Uh, who I chatted with uh, yesterday on the the live call-in show, said, great win. D'Lo and Vanderbilt instantly showed their value could be to this team. Rui as well, but man, has AD struggled on offense. So we need to get to D'Angelo Russell, but yeah. and we will. But let's talk a little bit about Anthony. Oh, let me throw this in real quick. So our guy Scorpio Sky just chimed in and said, I just want to ask Lakers Nation to stop calling Mo Bamba Mamba. He said, "Please carry on." I agree. I said that the other day. I, you can't not with not it, it, with Kobe, not with Kobe yeah. being part of the Lakers franchise and all that. Like you can't. I know it's easy just to to squeeze his first name and last name together and just go Mamba with with Mo Bamba. But I think he's got to be. He he can't be Mamba. He can yeah. be Bamba. Can't be Mamba. Nobody else can be Mamba. No, I agree. I agree. I, I didn't even know who they were talking about at first. I was like, is there, is there like a, is that an Austin Reeves nickname or something like that? Or right, a typo right. or what? Um, but let's talk AD. Yeah. Uh, Brandon said AD 13 points. No LeBron. We're back. Definitely. This one says AD softer than baby poo. My goodness. Um, how are we feeling about Anthony Davis? Again, I thought he got fouled a number of times in the post and couldn't couldn't get a whistle. But yeah. five for 19 on the night. He did pull down 16 rebounds, but this was certainly not the MVP caliber AD that we saw pre-injury. So yeah. what are your thoughts on what we're seeing out of Anthony Davis? Because he is the source of a lot of frustration right now from Lakers fans. Yeah, look, I don't blame anybody who's frustrated. Um, we talked about like the Lakers have one superstar on the floor tonight and in a game that felt like a must win and in a game that felt like at times was starting to slip away, you wanted to see your superstar step up and play that role. I would say there's nuance. I'll say positive things about AD first. There would have been a really easy opportunity for him to be five of 19 offensively and to allow that to impact every element of his game. Anthony Davis defensively changed the game in the last six minutes. Yeah. You know, a couple of huge blocks, 19 what do we say 16 rebounds mm -hmm. so i'm going to give him credit there because he was a difference maker on the defensive end for a team that desperately needed a difference maker on the defensive end that said if you're with us on the playback five of 19 in my opinion it was worse than that 
like as bad as five for 19 felt, looks in a yeah. box score, it felt worse because he would catch the ball in the high post and his first instinct constantly was to pass it back out or eventually settle for a fadeaway. If he took 19 shots, Trevor, I would guess 15 of those were taken with his body moving away from the basket and not towards the basket. Yep. Ryan was on with us commenting on how often does it feel like he gets the ball stripped from him or the ball knocked out of his hands proportionately far greater than anybody else on the team. And so mm -hmm. there's just something offensively. I don't know if he's injured. I don't know if he's tired. I don't know what it is, but the energy level, the want to level that I saw from him on the offensive end was honestly more concerning than the missed shots. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think we saw, like you said, the the fading away constantly on jumpers when you're matched up with Kevon Looney, when you're matched up with Jamichael Green. Yeah. Like these are matchups that Anthony Davis should be dominating. That's not to say Kevon Looney's bad. He's not. He's he's solid. But AD should be dominating these matchups, right? That's that's what we yeah. should be seeing. And I don't I don't want to say it's that he doesn't want to do that. I don't it, it feels like there's something else going on here. He hasn't really had that lift since yeah. coming back from injury, that burst, which look, it's a foot injury. He couldn't yeah. run. He couldn't do any of the the leg stuff that you would typically do. So maybe it is just he needs to get his legs under him. Maybe that is simply the explanation. But, you know, AD's been back for, what, eight games now, and he looks like he needs the all-star break just as much as, Lebr as LeBron does. Yeah. And LeBron, you know, sat out in this game, and we'll talk more about him in a moment. But I, I too, was concerned that AD, like if the Lakers are going to make a push here, they need the MVP version of Anthony Davis, the guy that's playing at that level, the guy we saw earlier this season. We're seeing like 65% of that yeah. with the current version of AD that, that we're getting right now. And that's got to be a big concern for the Lakers and the, this final stretch. Hopefully, it's just yeah. something where it just takes time, right? It just yeah. takes time to get his legs back under him and get and get going again. And gradually, he's going to return to form. Um, hopefully, the All-Star break gives him even more time to do that. He doesn't have to go participate in the All-Star game. Did not make it this year. So... It's going to be something to watch, though. And I know a lot of fans, though, are jumping to, oh, Anthony Davis is simply soft. I don't know if that's what it is. I, I don't know if it's if it's that or if it's just the, the explosiveness isn't there and we can look at the injury as a reason. Yeah. And look, I, I mean, I'll say this for Anthony Davis. He should be sending thank you cards to Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole because the Lakers won this game by six, in part because Clay Thompson was five of 21 from the floor and three for 13 from deep. Jordan mm -hmm. Poole was 11 for 25, 3 for 10 for deep. I mean, those guys go 6 of 23 in a night when Steph Curry doesn't play, and you win by 6. Like, if those guys are marginally better, Trevor, and the Lakers lose this game by 3, 
I mean, that one is going to be squarely on the shoulders of Anthony Davis. And so I think he catches a little bit of a break that the Lakers end up winning this one. Again, he was great defensively, grabbed a bunch of rebounds for a team that needed it. But I just think, like, I look at this box score and it's a win and we desperately need wins and we've lost lots of games that we feel like we should have won. So I'm not going to complain that we won a game where the other team's best players all coincidentally had brutal nights. But I'm just looking at that and saying if Clay Thompson is 8 for 21 instead of 5 for 21 and this game shifts and all of a sudden we're talking about a loss, oh. the negativity on Anthony Davis would be, be massive, overwhelming, overwhelming yeah. to say the least. And let's face it, he probably should have six more free throw attempts on the night, yeah. right? I mean, like completely agree, completely, and agree. that could and that would change his stat line quite a bit as well, maybe change the, the perception. But but you're right. If this game had gone into a, which look in the NBA, if you made threes here instead of a few misses there, that can change a game very easily. And um, if it was a loss, yeah, this would be the discussion would be that much more. Uh, negative about AD. JT Martin said, Darvin has the guard lineups again, and it worked this time. And what the hell happened to AD jump shot? It's broken now. Um, you know, we just talked to AD. I don't, the jump shot, I, I thought his form looked good the couple of times that he took it. There were, there were, I think it was twice in the game where he took a jumper and I went, oh, that's in. And then it just, it just rimmed out. That, that happens sometimes. But again, the form I thought was good on the jumper. Hopefully that does come back around at some point. Um, I'm assuming that Darvin sticks with starting Schroeder and D'Angelo Russell side by side here. Um, yeah. Based on the results for this game, based on what we saw Schroeder doing defensively, that's probably what's going to happen here, right? Yeah. I mean, look, you and I got on and sort of, I, I don't know if anybody loved seeing those two guys in the starting lineup together. Yeah. And yet, I don't know how, I mean, what was your takeaway? Like after seeing one game, I, I, I'm not saying we should all overreact, but I'm a little more optimistic about that, that pairing working together than I was coming in. Yeah. I mean, in this game, the Lakers won the offensive rebound battle. Now they did not, they did not, uh, or they won the rebound battle. They won the offensive rebound battle, yeah. uh, which would be the concern with starting those two guys together is that you're, you're small. Um, Clay Thompson didn't have a blow-up performance, which would be the fear with these guys on the floor together. You're able to defend him enough with Troy Brown, with Austin Reeves, to make him him work. And both guys had solid... I mean, 26 from Dennis Schroeder and 15 from D'Angelo Russell. Like, that, that'll get it done. 41 yeah. points out of, your, out of your starting backcourt. Great. You, you'll take that. They did it. They both did it officially. Both guys 50% or better from the field. So far, so good. I, I think what, what maybe was interesting to me is that defensively, I think ultimately there might be some concerns there. There's going to be matchups where the size can become a problem. Um, but offensively, yeah, it was better than I thought in terms of D'Angelo Russell playing at one speed and Dennis Schroeder playing at the mm -hmm. exact opposite speed. It, I think it threw the defense off a little bit because D'Lo, he has got that kind of slow motion game to him. Right. Yeah. And not that he's completely slow, but, but he is not a speedster by any means. Yeah. And Dennis Schroeder is. So it's, it's that contrast of pace that combined better than I would have predicted. Yeah, no. And I agree. And, and I would say too, one of the biggest perks of adding a guy like D'Angelo Russell is his ability to shoot the three. And so I think playing him alongside a guy like Dennis Schroeder, who could run the pick and roll with Anthony Davis while Dennis, while D'Angelo Russell is a, a option stretching the floor. 
I think that pairing makes sense. And then I think defensively, I see some people in the chat mentioning it. You know, as good as D'Angelo Russell is offensively, he's not he's not the answer on defense. And so if 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 it's not Dennis Schroeder, you're gonna have to pair him with somebody who can guard the opposing team's best guard. Dennis Schroeder did a fantastic job on Jordan Poole. I mean, I, yeah. I mentioned Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole's numbers, and I was not implying that the Lakers got lucky. It was really good defense from Austin Reeves and Troy Brown and Dennis Schroeder, the guys that were chasing those two around all night. And so I think defensively, those two next to each other actually make sense. And offensively for now, now when LeBron comes in and he can be the primary ball handler, I'm not sure you need Dennis Schroeder in there if you want D'Angelo Russell starting, but as long as LeBron is out, I actually kind of am talking myself into that group as the starting backcourt. Yeah. Uh, again, it was it, until we, well, let's see what it looks like next game. This is one game, but yeah, again, it was better than I, the general reaction from Lakers fans. When I tweeted out yeah. that the starters was, Oh no, here we go again. Darwin's going with the small backcourt. It's what we talked about pregame was yep. Darwin's probably going to do this, isn't he? As much as we talk about Reeves starting, as much as we talk about uh, uh, Beasley starting, he's going to go with the small backcourt, but in this case, it worked, and part of that was having to chase around Jordan Poole, of, of course. So some of that can be matchup dependent, but nonetheless, uh, so far, so good. Jillian said AD played bad, LeBron didn't play, Beasley shot bad, and they win. Highway robbery trade, ceiling for this team, defense like 80s Pistons? <laughs> we're, get, we're getting a little crazy here. Uh, I Jillian's is drinking amazing. what Ryan was drinking during our playback <laughs> show, maybe. Look, I did think their defense was was good. Was was for the most part. They had some miscommunications. That's to be expected. Uh, first time playing together for some of these guys, or playing together as a full team anyway. Like Angelos played with you know the former Wolves and, and all of that. But nonetheless, um, and, and the former you know Jazz players currently. But when you're looking at this, I, I do think that this team has an interesting ceiling. But it's hard to say exactly what that is. Yeah. Until you've got LeBron in place, because everything is going to look so different when LeBron's out there. So I don't want to jump to any conclusions. And to and to say their defense is like one of the all time great defensive teams. Yeah, that's that's going several leaps too too far for my taste. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, I, I also think it helps to put in perspective who they were playing. They were playing a Golden State Warriors team that was without Steph Curry. So it, this is a, a solid team, but this is not, you know, a top six team in the Western Conference right now either. But what I would say defensively is they have a lot more guys that you trust on that end of the floor than they did a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I think what it gives is Darvin Ham to, to use a term we use in our Dodgers show a lot, optionality. He can throw at you five really good defenders. You know, you can put Rui and and Troy Brown and you can throw guys with length out on the wings or you can go offensive and you can switch to a Lonnie Walker type. You can switch to a D'Angelo Russell type and give you guys that are just going to go and get you buckets. And so that's what I think I like. But Trevor, that comes down to one of the biggest debates in Lakerland is do you trust Darvin Ham to get those rotations right? Because I think these trades, what they did is they put a ton of pressure on your head coach yes. to be able to say, now you've got 11 guys who all think they deserve to play, who all are a little bit different, and night to night, you're going to de need different rotations. I would say tonight it's positive because they needed something unique to go against Golden State in their guard-heavy lineup, and they went there. And Vanderbilt didn't play a ton, and they won, and it worked out. And so can Darvin Ham be trusted to get that right night after night after night? I think is going to be a huge question when it comes to the rotation moving forward.
Well, that's what comes up here in, in this next super chat. The Canadian conservative said, what is the realistic outlet on Schroeder's future with the Lakers past this year? I'll get to that in a moment, but can we finally admit Vogel to ham was a lateral move? Um, I think that's where what you're bringing up, Jeff, I would trust Frank Vogel more in mm-hmm. terms of making the adjustments and picking the right team to deal with that specific challenge. Now Vogel sometimes in game struggled with that, but when we saw him get to a playoff series, he picked correctly in terms of how do we attack, how they attacked the Portland Trailblazers when they won the championship was different than how they went after the Houston Rockets, was different than how they went after the Nuggets, was different than how they went after the Miami Heat. He made the correct adjustments with each series, and we've seen him do that. I don't have as much faith that we would see the same thing out of Darvin Ham, but I will say that I think the team has played harder for Darvin Ham this season than they played for Frank Vogel last season. That's a low bar to clear. I didn't think they played very hard last season, but... Um, so you're kind of, I wouldn't say when you say it's a lateral move, maybe for now, like Darwin, if he's able to, to catch up in terms of the X's nose and stuff, maybe it's there, but I, I think that he's gotten the players to buy in, in a way yeah. that Frank Vogel didn't last season. And that's been a big differentiator here. Well, I just laugh when I read Vogel to ham is a lateral move because I need to know where we're starting with. Like, did you think Frank Vogel? There's a lot of people that think Darvin Ham is way worse than Frank Vogel because mm-hmm. Frank Vogel was good. Some people think Frank Vogel sucked. And so a lot like this could be a compliment. I don't know if this is a compliment to Darvin Ham. I'm <laughs> guessing it's meant to be an insult. But there's some yeah. people that would be a compliment because they think Frank Vogel was actually um, uh, doing a really good job. But yeah, I, I think. You know, and we've had great conversations, uh, you and myself and Sean at various points on playbacks talking about Darvin Ham and, and kind of, I think you put it best. It's a mixed bag. The effort level has been higher. You know, Russell Westbrook for all of his warts, Darvin Ham got far more out of him than Frank Vogel ever got out of him. So I think there was credit due for some of those difficult coaching co- coaching situations that Darvin Ham was in. But again, when I'm sitting here and saying now the key to the rest of the season is figuring out the rotation, I don't necessarily have a ton of confidence that Darvin Ham's going to get that right. And so we've got 25 more games to figure it out. Well, that's that right there is part of the problem, too. Yeah. Darvin Ham doesn't have a lot of time to exactly. figure out what that rotation is. That's and that's not, you know, that that's a difficult situation for any coach to be in. Right. If yeah. it's Phil Jackson, hey Phil, here's six new players. Yeah. Go figure out your rotation right now, particularly when there's no, it's not like five of those players coming in are are all world caliber players. Right. Where you just go, oh, well, clearly these guys are starting because they're just significantly better than everybody else. Right. You've got more of an even playing field. And so making those choices, look, the spotlight's on Darvin Ham. We're gonna find out a lot about him over yeah. the next uh 25 games here. Uh, oh, and by the on. way, LeBron James day of is not going to play tonight, you know, like, and it's injuries yeah. on top of it too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Koa said Lakers curse got Malik love Vando's energy and effort so much, especially on defense needs more minutes. Great debut for Vando and D'Lo. This team's pretty deep. Um, I need to mention Malik. Uh, so Malik Beasley. Yeah, it's, it's, it sucks that he shot over six, right? I mean, there's there's yeah. no getting around it. He shot over six. This is his second game of the entire season in which he hasn't hit a three. Yeah. He got some good looks. But I want to highlight this because when you look at the box score, you see three turnovers. Look, there were some that were not good, not good turnovers yeah. from Malik Beasley. There's no question there. I'm not saying this was a good outing. But when you look at the box score, you go, oh my gosh, two for nine. What did we get in this guy? Did you see the way Golden State's defense defended him. Yep. We haven't seen a single Lakers player 
get defended the way Malik Beasley was defended tonight, where they were committing so much attention to him behind the three-point line. Every time he came off of any kind of screen, any curl, did anything. Yeah, They were all over him to the point where he got to the rim a couple of times just because they were so overplaying the yep. three-point shot. I think the shot's ultimately going to come around over a long enough sample size. He's going to hit enough threes oh, yeah. for you. And if teams keep defending him that way, it's going to be a win for the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, there was one play in particular where he came off like a double screen, basically, at the top of the key. And, and to your point, I mean, he was getting the same treatment the Lakers were giving to Jordan Poole, basically. I mean, he was being chased around screens and doubles coming. So he comes off a double screen at the top of the key, misses a three. But what happens? The Lakers had three guys in offensive rebounding position to only two Warriors. Wenyan Gabriel grabs a rebound. It's an easy putback simply because Golden State had committed three defenders to prevent Malik Beasley from getting his shot off. So I think the point you make is a great one, Trevor. Completely agree with you. And yes, flush this one. Forget about it. He's going to be fine. The volume has been there all year. The sample size is far far better than what we saw tonight. So I'm not worried at all about Malik Beasley. But the point you make is the critical one. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. By the way, I, I do, you referenced playback a minute ago, and I, I've been remiss because we brought it up a couple of times, and I haven't mentioned it fully here. If you haven't joined us over on playback, or you don't know what that is yet, um, what that is, and I put it in the description of all of our YouTube videos that we post, you follow the link, you come join us, and you can watch the game directly with us. I'm on there. Jeff's on there doing the play-by-play. Sean comes in. Ryan Ward comes in. We get all different staff members from Lakers Nation coming in, and we watch the game together, and we have yeah. a good time. The stream, we're all watching the same stream, so you can. it's not like you're watching the TV and trying to look at a second screen and figure out what we're talking about. No, we're all on the same screen. We're all in the same place. Um, it's a lot of fun. Come hang out, watch the games with us. We're there for every single Lakers game. Um, talking through everything as it's happening. It's a lot of fun. So come join us over on Playback. Again, we do them every single game. You can find the link in the description for our YouTube videos. Or if you just want the URL, it's very, very simple. It's uh, playback.com slash Lakers. I'm sorry, playback.tv. I just said it's very simple, and then I flubbed it. Play, <laughs> playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. Um, because go figure. That's the way it, the way it goes. Um Here's an, oh, you know what? I'm going to get to the super chat, but I need to get into this. So we come up with nicknames for guys, right? Like Pat Beverly, every time he shot a three, it was a Pat Bever three. A lot of them are three point related. Austin Reeves yeah. is Austin Threeves. Uh, Malik Beasley, as soon as he makes one, he's going to be Malik Threesley. Um, is this the nickname for Jared Vanderbilt? <laughs> because everybody calls him Vando. Is, is he the Vandalorian? I like it. Does that work? I'm in. I'm in. All I'm right. in on it. I mean, you could talk. My coworkers would tell you I'm the wrong guy to ask about nicknames. My Dodgers nicknames typically don't land, but I'm in <laughs> on the Vandalorian. I've got my my brother went to Vanderbilt. They're terrible, so I I referred to him as Good Vanderbilt. Um, that was my uh, nickname in my family chat, but that one doesn't really land with most. So I'll, I'll go with the Vandalorian. 
I like it. I like I'm it. In. I think that's a good one there. Credit to, to Robin Kim. Uh, Sonic Fighter 25 said, love Vando tonight. My favorite edition so far. Rui was huge. Do you think Ham sticks with the backcourt going forward? Uh, we just talked about that, but ba- but indeed, thank you for the super chat, Sonic. Uh, Kyle Hampton, a little awkward at times, but overall not bad. I'll take it now again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now you got to look all these games. Essentially, the way I look at it is the final 26 games, the Lakers have to go 16 and 10. Yeah. Um, got to get back to 500 to be in that mix. But yes, uh, Bry Harper, loving the new additions, especially Jared. I thought they they made a difference out there for sure. Uh, muffin break. You know, it's scary. I've consumed so much Lakers Nation the last few days that my girlfriend recites the intro by heart. Well, let me let me tell you this. The way when I read that comment, you know what I think is you're watching that much Lakers Nation, and your girlfriend is still there. Yeah, she's she's sticking around. You know what that tells you? That's why she's still she, there, Trevor. She's what because of Lakers Nation? Because that's maybe you know I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit here, Trevor. What, that that somehow we are we are soothing the you're the bringing people you're bringing people together, Trevor. You're bringing oh. them together. I don't know if I can give myself <laughs> that that much credit credit. Although Matthew Optimus Peralta is known for his relationship analogies, like that's he relates basketball to relationships all the time. So maybe there's something to that there. But I was just gonna say, you know, if, if she's letting you watch that much Lakers Nation, yeah, that, that, that she's probably a keeper. That, yeah. That's probably a keeper. I don't know. See, I don't know about you, Jeff, but. With with my wife, the deal is, I can watch as much basketball as as I want, but that means I gotta watch like The Bachelor and Ninety mm. Day Fiance and and all that kind of stuff, right? Yikes. With with her, so I have to sit through a, a lot of that in exchange for watching watching the sport. It's it's a give and take. It's the way it goes. Yeah. Is your situation similar? I, I'm just fortunate that I can I can say you know what, babe, this is part of the gig. You know, I just I gotta watch the Lakers tonight. I gotta watch Dodgers tonight. It's just <laughs> you know, it's like they're helping pay the bills here. It is it's, it's what it is, you know. So I thankfully most of the Gilmore girls gets consumed while I'm watching the Dodgers and Lakers. Nice. Thank goodness for the inventions of like iPads and things that allow people to watch multiple shows at once. We're not stuck on one thing. So. Yeah, I'm fortunate in that regard. I've avoided uh, I've avoided 90 Day Fiance so far. So thank thank goodness. Well, there are all kinds of uh, spinoffs from it. Oh. So there's there's like four episodes recorded every week. That somehow we have to we have to get through. Lucky but, you. Yes, yes. But that's that's as much as I want to talk about that show on here. Uh, Tully Vanderbilt's effort was incredible. Give him all the minutes. Yeah. Haven't seen a Laker uniform working like that for a while. Like I said, he's like a a leveled up version of Wendy Gabriel when yeah. what we see out there now uh, there's other things he can do and all that so it's not a great comparison but you kind of get that vibe don't you yeah um senpai said good win but I think we're all praying ham gets his act together Vanda was the clear go at the end way be- better rebounder than Rui and never came in but then Rui hit that big three that you were talking yeah. about Jeff because we, we talked about this over on playback I was saying I would have put yeah. Vanderbilt in for for Rui as well and then Rui cans that three. I think that kind of that that's where you say, okay, hey, Rui hit that shot. That was a big shot at a big moment. Um, so you can't fault him there. Yeah. No, I agree. And I mean, I and and they were stuck because they also had three guards in because Poole, Thompson, and DiVincenzo were all on the floor for Golden State. And so you were kind of stuck. Do you try and take Reeves off who who had an off night? Do you take Rui off who was hitting big shots? And so I, I and look, this is a good problem to have because oh, yeah. they had a guy who wasn't on the floor that we all thought was good enough to be on the floor, and yet 
as you and I sit here, there's not really a compelling case for why Rui should have been taken off or why Reeves should have been taken off because Reeves was doing a fantastic job defending Clay Thompson on the other end of the floor. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, J-Dog said, great win, but man, these refs, how much longer with these BS calls? There has to be some kind of recourse. Same thing happening in multiple games. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Scorpio Sky is texting me that he likes 90 Day Fiance, Jeff. <laughs> Where's Scorpio? Get him on the show. Tell him to hop in. Fire I know, the right? Might as well just hop on, man, if you're going to defend 90 Day Fiance here. <laughs> yeah, that Holy that moly. seriously. We need we need in-person defense of that one. That's right. <laughs> um, same thing happened. As far as the officiating, look, it was, but it's been bad all season. Yeah. We've been seeing it all season long. And yeah, AD got hammered a few times and, and didn't get the call. Um, it was frustrating. It was frustrating. Yeah. There were some, some big moments where um, the Lakers couldn't seem to get the call, but that's that's also part of the game here. Um, Bruce Chang, great team win. All the new guys played well. D'Lo, Vando, Beasley, Hachimura. Hope this is the start of winning streak. We need it. Yeah, they have to go on winning yeah. streaks here. Hope LeBron comes back to play rest of season. We need him. So Darvin Ham before the game shut shut down the idea of LeBron not playing until the All-Star game. Okay. So there's only two games left. So that's before the All-Star break. So that's a good sign that it's not like, hey, he needs to be out a week or anything like that. Um, and they, he said uh, LeBron would not let them shut him down until the All-Star break or anything like that. So that's a good sign that perhaps LeBron will be back in action uh, next game against the Blazers, uh, if not at least by the time they play, take on the Pelicans. But let me ask you, we haven't spent much time on D'Angelo Russell yet. Yeah. You are not a D'Angelo Russell fan. Yep. admittedly right Ad admittedly what did what was your what were your thoughts on his performance tonight i thought he was good tonight i mean if this is the d'angelo wrestler that we're getting then i thought it was it was exactly you know it was positive 12 points six assists five rebounds 50 percent from the floor one of three from three two of three from the line you know he does have the three turnovers um i thought there were a couple defensive miscues early in the game where clay thompson got left wide open but you know, the obvious comparison for D'Angelo Russell is Russell Westbrook, and he was dramatically, dramatically better. I think he's a guy who kind of understands his role on the team far better than Russell Westbrook did. Shoots the three, which is like just that alone is a is a huge win. And so while I'm skeptical kind of long term what this ends up looking like, you know, I'll be honest game to game. I felt like I was honest with Russell Westbrook, too. If he had a good night, I was going to come on here and say he was oh, good sure. tonight. And if he was bad, then I was going to say that was a mess. Like, I think we can have nuance and we don't have to feel like we plant our flag somewhere and just die on that hill. No, I thought D'Angelo Russell was fine tonight, you know? And that's and that's what hot take culture is, right? Like, just this player's good, this player is bad, and every time they're good, I'm taking a victory lap, and every time they're bad, I'm going to defend it and deflect onto somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We Look, you can look game to game. We can look big picture. We can look at different sample sizes and all that and just have objective, real analysis. Um did you notice the Warriors defending D'Angelo Russell differently than they would have defended Russell Westbrook? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? I mean, and that's it. Again, like at the very, all you have they to tell me is he's shooting 39% from three. Like that is in itself a game changer. And that's why I think him and Dennis can actually coexist because even if D'Angelo Russell for stretches, okay, hear me, for stretches is nothing more than a spot up shooter. He's a really good spot-up shooter, and that's yeah. something that the Lakers need. That's obviously not going to be his role most of the time, but if there are possessions where Dennis is the primary ball handler and, and D'Lo is set up at the elbow extended, 
then that he's a huge threat from that spot, which is absolutely what the Lakers needed. And it's not all great, right? He did have one, one single possession, missed two box outs on Andrew Wiggins yeah. and gave up two offensive rebounds. And, and that was late in the game. Uh, there's going to be defensive miscues. There's going to be some issues here and there, but Again, they care about him behind the three-point line, and yep. he made some big plays. Hey, I got an and one uh, late yep. in the game when they, they really needed it. I thought he was um, pretty solid intro, reintroduction. Totally. Yeah. Watching Lakers said, I'm changing my YouTube name to watching Vanderbilt. See, I What did I say? I said before the game, yep. Lakers fans are going to become Jared Vanderbilt fans so fast. Yeah. it's gonna it's gonna, He's going to become a fan favorite so fast. Uh, nice to see us finally run some good sets in the half court. Love Vanderbilt's energy. We just got to hit our threes now. Well, I mean, they actually were from a percentage standpoint, 32% from deep uh, for the Lakers, 27% from deep for the Warriors. Now the Warriors took 44 of them and the Lakers took 25. Yeah. That's slightly different. Um, <laughs> but yes, the Lakers, you, you knock in your threes at a high enough percentage. And if you can shoot a few more of them, that will help. I mean, the, the Warriors, yeah had 12 threes on the night. The Lakers only had eight. The Lakers shot a better percent, but the Warriors shot so many more. Hopefully the Lakers can incorporate. I think though this Lakers team for the entirety of the year so far has been not incorporating a lot of three-point looks into their offense because they yeah. didn't have three-point shooters. I would like to see that gradually change. Yeah. Yeah. I, we're not asking for 44 threes, but no, once no, Beasley no, no. gets going, once D'Angelo Russell gets going, once you guys get, get these guys into the flow of the offense, now that you've got guys who are actually volume shooters and high percentage shooters, take advantage of sort of the 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 inefficiency that is the three point shot. Oh, the Lakers on the season are twenty. What is that fourth? And in, in the on the in the league in three point attempts, I'd like to see them move up to uh, from from here out be somewhere around middle of the pack. All right, let's bring in um, the biggest ninety day fiance <laughs> fan. Um, in the world, he he is a Scorpio Sky. Welcome in. I am a big ninety day fiance <laughs> fan. It's a great show. It really is. It's very. And I got to point out, I've got my Jushin Liger Lakers style T shirt on. Very nice. Love it. I like it. it. Thunder. Well done. Yeah, Jushin Thunder Liger. What a win. Huge. Yeah. What what did you what did you think? Give us your your kind of your overall thoughts on on the game, the new guys, all that. I don't know if it's just me but it feels like a new season. Like today felt like the first game of a new season. It's weird to think that a few days ago we had Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly on this team. Yeah. Right. But I love you. I loved it. You know, I'm, I, I, I echo the sentiments of everyone who's like, we got a star in Jared Vanderbilt really happy with him. I think Malik Beasley, it's just going to take him a little time. You know, I it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, he went 0 for 6 tonight. It wouldn't surprise me if he went 5 for 6 the next game. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I really liked what I saw from D'Angelo Russell. I'm not going to lie. I thought we were going to get a bigger guy. Like, I thought he might do what Dennis Schroeder did tonight. I thought, I expected, you know, maybe 20, 25 points. Yep. But he was good. He was solid. And um, I was very down on them as a backcourt, Dennis Schroeder and, and, and uh, D'Angelo Russell, when I saw that they were going to be uh, the starting five, I was very disappointed. I was looking for D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves, but they were really good, actually. So, I, I mean, I was wrong. Yeah, and so far they they look good together. And again, I think that that change of pace made it was was really interesting to see and was more of an impact than I had expected. But um, yeah, it, it was 
it was, I thought, a good performance for the new guys coming in. And just, it did feel like a different season, a different team. And I guess it is a different team, but yeah, it, it just, it felt so different than what we had seen previously, just watching the way the team operated out on the floor. And that's that's perhaps the beauty part of, of what Rob Palenka did, the Lakers front office did at the trade deadline. Um, they essentially gave themselves a runway into next season. Now, hopefully, obviously, they go on a playoff push, they make the playoffs and off they go from there. But all these guys that they've added, they are in prime position to keep these guys, to have this be the basis of the team. Now, of course, they're going to use their mid-level exception, their biannual exception. They've got, they'll add some pieces. Some guys won't stay, right? But these guys have the opportunity to stick with this team and for this to bleed into next season. And then you can get that chemistry and and all of that. So it's almost like you're getting a sneak peek right now at what the next iteration of the Lakers are going to look like. Yeah, and I love that because how how often have the Lakers gone out and signed a guy in like a month and a half into the season? You're like, holy smokes, this is not going to work, right? Like this yeah. this person does not fit. And so now, what well, does Rui fit? Like before, somebody has to sign him to a big contract. Does does Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, like do these guys fit in with AD, with LeBron, with the system that exists? And if the answer is yes, then you're happily resigning them, and you have the ability to do so. And if not, it's a four month trial period instead of a, you know, 12 month trial period. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Koa said AD was beyond horrible all night, both ends plus refs missed a ton of fouls on him, but he came up big on defense. Thank God for Dennis Schroeder and Rui. Ham still loves small ball. I do wonder how much of that was the opponent, the small ball. Cause Jeff, as you pointed out, they were, the warriors had uh, a mostly guard lineup that they were running out there and you needed guys who could chase the warriors, three point shooters around screens. Mm-hmm. So you had to be careful down the stretch that you didn't go too big in that scenario because that could have been catastrophe. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly it. Uh, now Portland, you know, isn't all that much, all, all that different as far as what yeah. you're going to see closing. It's going to be Dame and it's going to be Simons Ooh. and, you know, J- Jeremy Grant, who's a little bit, gives you a little bit more size than maybe what you were seeing there. So it, it could be a similar rotation uh, in that one. But I, I do, I, I would say like, before we we panic about the Vanderbilt 17 minutes, like let's see them play a couple more games and, and say, ah, yeah, that was just a fluke. I'm a little concerned about like D'Lo is going to have to defend one of Simons or, or Dame. Yeah. Or Jeremy Grant. Or Jeremy Grant, I suppose. But, you know, I think they're, they're, whoever guards them is going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Like there's no player in the nba that you can go get that's going to lock up damian no. lillard you know damian Lillard's going to shoot one for 20 you know so i'm i'm not going to put too much stock in him having to defend those guys obviously he's going to have to stay in front of them and, and he's going to have to do his best and at least make it difficult on them but uh we're going to have to score with them as well and and d'angelo russell with his scoring with his passing and his intelligence and he actually in minnesota became a better defender uh, I did notice because he he's been mm-hmm. one of the guys I I've, I've been a huge fan of D'Lo ever since he was uh you know a Laker back in the day you know uh, three years ago when I was playing 2K my big three was always D'Angelo Russell LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the Lakers so like I'm giddy with what uh, what we have right now but you know I I, I really think it's it's going to work it's it, the thing this team really is lacking is that like strong wing defender. 
That's the yep. one thing that I wish we could have gotten in, in free agency. I wish we could have got like a Josh Richardson, not that he's the answer of all answers, but he would have helped because we don't really have that guy, you know, aside from a Damian Lillard. But when we face the Brandon Ingrams, when we face the Paul George, the Kawhi Leonard's, those types of guys, we don't have that guy. Maybe Vanderbilt with his versatility can help defend those types of guys, but uh, you know, I think in free agency this summer, um, that's going to be the main focus. I hope of finding that guy. Well, now yeah, Josh yeah. Richardson cost four second round picks mm. in order to get, I think that's why you didn't see the lake. I agree with you, yeah. Sky, that they need that guy. But once Jay Crowder went for five second rounders, <laughs> it became really difficult to get that guy yeah. on, on the market. I'll say this though, I'm really happy to see second round picks being used as currency now. You yes. know, it used to be all first round picks. And mm-hmm. and I think part of it is the fact that most teams in the NBA don't have first round picks. They're in a very <laughs> similar situation to us. So the fact that second round picks are being used as currency, a lot, obviously it's a lot of them, but you can get good players for second round picks. As a Lakers fan, you got to love to see that. So Josh Richardson cost four second rounders. Jay Crowder was five. I feel that much better about the Rui Hachimura trade, seeing that. Yeah, because right? he was, what, three, right? He was three. three he was yeah. three. And people at the time went, ooh, three. That's, that's you know, and, and look, Wizards fans wanted a first, but they went, wow, that's a lot of second rounders to put into a deal. And now we're seeing the, the Lakers just started the trend and actually getting in on that when they did yeah. was beneficial. And we got three for Thomas Bryant. So we got him back. Go. Yeah, got him back. Yeah. Bobby Mentality said, want to know something? Lakers started the season opener against the Warriors, and the new Lakers roster debuted today against the Warriors, and it was a win. Crazy how that aligned. Could be a start of something good. Let's go Lake Show. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. Let's let's hope season. that let's hope that it's a different trajectory after that first game. This group <laughs> heading in a different direction, hopefully. Uh, Campbell said, AD couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat tonight, but he was getting those LeBron no calls. Yeah, Jared Vanderbilt was a great pickup, plus Rui's mid-range is fire. Well, that is Rui Hachimura's game. It's the pump fake uh, at the closeout from behind the arc and then pull up from mid-range. But he did hit uh, a number of those, which is great. Yeah, it was like AD inherited the LeBron whistle tonight. And um, it's still frustrating. Still yeah. frustrating. Um, This one's a time for the superstar of the night to have a new title. I may <laughs> have to. I think that's a good title. Well, but it's now it's like, okay, does LeBron or AD get like before there were three options, really? We looked at the the superstar, but last year, or or do we just open it up and we just say who played like a superstar? Like tonight, we can say Dennis Schroeder was the that's what I think of when when you say superstar of the night. That's what I think of, like who plays up to the superstar level. So maybe that's just what we need to do. Just open it. Anybody can win superstar of the night. It's not just limited to the the guys that have that kind of status level in in the league yeah Yeah. it's all good uh red mass says let's go he's super excited all the exclamation points yep there are as well uh this one says lakers win despite ad giving the warriors five on four breaks complaining on no calls get back on defense like i understand why ad was upset tonight right i mean that was he was frustrated you can't you know you don't want to lose the game because of it but i understand the frustration from him yeah. Yeah. And I mean, look, he, he was great on defense. So I agree with you. I get frustrated when I see somebody complaining about a call on one end and not getting back. I don't remember that actually being a difference maker. I don't remember there being plays where 
you know, it was five on four and the Lakers are giving up easy threes or easy layups or something like that. But I, I agree with the sentiment in general. I don't know if it hurt them tonight. Uh, Timmy says, I like the flow of the team and enjoyed watching them play. LeBron's the GOAT, but I hope his playing style doesn't mess up the flow or the movement. What do you think about that, Sky? I mean, I, I think LeBron, it, it, it's an adjustment, right, to LeBron being on the floor, certainly. But I don't look at LeBron as a guy who's going to necessarily destroy the flow. Like, the word was coming out of the postgame was that LeBron, AD, and D'Angelo Russell at halftime were diagramming plays that they want to run together when all three of them are on the floor. I think it's going to be okay. I love to hear that. Um, as crazy as it sounds, I think LeBron's going to be better. You know, Trevor, you made the ultimate point earlier in the show when you said, you know, Malik Beasley was zero for six from three, but the way the defense respected him, they didn't just walk away. They didn't just leave him. They didn't just dare him. There was a threat. There was a real threat there. And that is something that we have not seen all year. Now you put LeBron James on the court who's one of the absolute best slashers to the rim in the history of the game, and you put that type of threat on the perimeter, oh, it's going to be beautiful to watch. Yeah. Yeah, you got shooters. I mean, between Beasley and D'Angelo Russell, if LeBron is playing two-man game with Anthony Davis, there's you can't cheat off those guys the same way that you've cheated off Troy Brown and Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook in the past. So, or, or cheat at your own risk. Cause it's going to be guys shooting 36, 37, 38, 39% from three and just raining them on your head. Um, the, the, oh, the only 23 is MJ says AD left out Rui's impact in his end game interview. Is this a sign? The Lakers won't sign Rui to a contract. Great team win tonight. There were a lot of people like analyzing Anthony Davis's body language and all that kind of stuff, you know, with the whole LeBron situation where he's sitting on the bench, LeBron breaks the record and, and all of that. And look, I understood that. That was a weird look. That was strange. And I get why people would be, you know, maybe going a little too deep into that. But this, you're not mentioning Rui in a postgame, I don't think has any bearing on whether or not the Lakers plan to sign him or means anything other than a lot of guys had good games tonight. And that's just what happens. I, I'm, I, I take nothing from that. I hate to break the news to everyone. I, I actually have the behind the scenes of what really was bothering Anthony Davis during that celebration a few days ago. Oh. Um, and so I want to break it here on Lakers Nation. He it, He's a busy guy. He's he's very busy. And he just finally got caught up on the family Chantel, which is a, a spinoff of 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> and in the most recent episode, spoiler alert, they are getting a divorce. And it's been shocking to a lot of us. It's got a lot of us down. It's a struggle. And Anthony Davis was just taking it hard, everyone. And so, like, just chill out. Give him a break. You know, family Chantel, it's, you know, we, we don't know what the future is going to hold. It's a tough situation, man. But we'll get through it. That was headed somewhere, Scorpio, that I was like, oh, okay. Um, I'm listening. What is, like, oh, what, 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 what is the this family Chantel? What, really Mike, going on? I wow. don't know if that's code for something that I should know in 90 days. Oh, no, no, that's oh. actually a show. That is just get on Hulu and watch it. Just get yeah, on Hulu. It's, it, that is a, a real show. I can that confirm. Night. It's a that, shout that's out a, right there. Hulu sponsors it. Sponsor Lakers Nation, Hulu. You know, we just gave you a shout out. Hulu, come <laughs> that's on. That's right. That's right. Hashtag not a sponsor, but should be a sponsor. Should be um, a sponsor. Kai199 said, It's sad to see Russ go. But great to see everyone on your team respected as shooters. That echoes the, the point that Sky was just making there about, you know, defense is actually caring behind the the three point line when when uh, Lakers players are 
are out there. Uh, Dilo, Rui, and Dennis was big time in the fourth. Not worried about Malik. Those shots will fall soon. Uh, when LeBron gets back and he gets better and looks like Vando is an ace. Yeah, I mean, Vanderbilt. Oof, even this next next comment here, Mark Jones. Vanderbilt everywhere. Second unit outperformed the first. D'Angelo Russell is so poised. This is going to be really good for us. Reeves continues to shine. Great team win against a very tough defense. Yeah, credit to the Warriors' defense. They were everywhere. But, Sky, what, what did you think about, about Jared Vanderbilt? Because that's the one guy that everybody is consistently raving about here. Unbelievable. I mean, I, I text a couple of my friends. We always talk about the games during the games, and, I, and I'm like, we got a star, guys. You know, not only his energy and his rebounding, but something that's kind of slept on, his passing is unbelievable. He is a very good passer, and he's got the defense. I mean, this guy and, and the fact that we got him at 23 years old, still on his rookie contract, I don't know what Utah was thinking, but I, I'm really glad they weren't because this is a guy I'd really like to see on the team for a number of years. Incredibly impressed. And they will have every opportunity to hang on to him long term. Again, he's already under contract next year. Uh, for yeah. Less than $5 million. That is whew, that is a don't steal. Don't trade him. Don't trade. Unless no. we can find unless we can find the Vando uh Rui combination. <laughs> like as Rui on offense, I really enjoy his offense and, and Vando yeah. doing everything else. If we can find the it's like you know, the warriors <laughs> and the Hulkamaniacs coming together <laughs> as one. <laughs> like if we could find that combo, yeah, then you could trade him. But until then. Leave that man in that jersey. Yes, yep. please. Yes, yes, please. And excellent reference there. I love it. Uh, Mom mentality. Can't wait for the return of the king with this team. Yeah, hopefully he is back next game dealing with that ankle and foot. Uh, Digital Snowflake uh, said, got a team now. Yeah. They, they do. They sure do. Let's do a couple more. Um, what do you think about this lineup? AD, Vanderbilt, Rui, Troy Brown, and LeBron at the point. Not as a starting lineup, but just as a lineup that you throw out there. So, like, all the size on the yeah. floor. Yeah, I mean, I said, like, what I like about this roster right now is it gives you the optionality to do something like that. I mean, and LeBron is the key to all of that, right? Because you've got a guy who's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, and can play any position you need him to play. Like, if you need him to be a small ball five, he could do that. If you need him to be your point guard, you do that. Um, so, just throw in length, throw in size. Um, I like it. And again, and you could go the opposite direction too. And you could put a bunch of smaller guys on the floor who are going to force teams to stretch it. And we're just going to run around. And so I, I like it. I don't know if we ever see that five together necessarily, but um, just even AD Vanderbilt, Rui and LeBron, those four throw a point guard in there instead of Troy Brown. And it's like, Holy smokes. Yeah. Austin Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It could work. Could be something that you, that you throw out there. Darius said, I ate all my Anthony Davis slander in the fourth. He made some big plays defensively that, that really helped the Lakers get that win. A couple of blocks um, that were that were absolutely huge. Um, this is the effort we need to see from AD. Even on an off night, he stepped up defensively. Concerned about Lonnie Walker's fit. Should we have gotten Boyan? Well, I don't think they could get Boyan. Um, I don't think that was an option. I don't think it was like, hey, the Lakers had a deal on the table for Boyan and just said no. I, I really don't think that was available to them. But Lonnie Walker, like we've talked about this, somebody is at least one person, if not yeah. two, maybe even three, are they're yeah. going to get squeezed out of the rotation here. Um, guys, who are we thinking? How does this all work out? Because Troy Brown, Rui, 
Lonnie, Vanderbilt, like th- these guys aren't all going to get minutes, particularly when LeBron is back and maybe even when Mo Bamba gets into the fold, depending on how uh, often we see him. Yeah. And I, I'm Van or excuse me, Lonnie Walker's the guy that if I were him, I would be a little bit worried about what my role is on this roster for a couple of reasons. One, obviously um, he, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. And so, you know, we talked about this pre-agency kind of a deal. It's possible that some of those moves were connected to the fact that the Lakers saw a need for somebody in that, in the same sort of role that Lonnie is playing. Um, but I, to me, it's just a numbers game. And I look down the list and it's AD D'Angelo Schroeder Reeves, Vanderbilt Beasley those six guys are definitely going to play throw LeBron in there that's seven guys who are definitely going to play serious minutes and then it comes down to Rui Troy Brown Lonnie Walker Wenyan Gabriel Mo Bamba those five I think is is who you have to choose from and the reason I'd be concerned if I was Lonnie Walker is because Rui played 31 minutes tonight Troy Brown played 22 minutes tonight and Lonnie Walker played less than 15 minutes tonight and so I'm just doing the math and looking at the way that they sort of throw things together. I would be concerned if I was Lonnie Walker and if I was Wenyan Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. Sky, you, I couldn't, same, I, Lonnie. Yeah. I couldn't, I, I echo those sentiments. Uh, it's going to be very tough. And I, I think it's going to be a battle between him and Troy Brown jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them are probably not coming back next year. And I would say Troy Brown jr. Is, is winning that battle right now. Obviously he's playing more minutes. Um, but Lonnie Walker, you know, unless he's going to take what we can give him in the offseason, he's probably not going to be back. So I, I see uh, Malik Beasley and and some of the new additions getting minutes over him. Um, not that he'll be completely squeezed out. But, you know, when we get to the playoffs, we're looking at like at most maybe a nine man rotation. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be tough for him. Yeah. Well, and Lonnie, you'll have non bird rights on him. You can give him little bit more than seven million i mean that that may wind up being his market value um but could still wind up being a cap ca- a cap casualty or something like that depending on how they're looking at things all right let's get into our our last segment of the night of course that is the master lock i'm gonna come up with what our master lock of the night is gonna be here we go master lock of the night okay so obviously a great win for the lakers but guys, what are we putting in the master lock? What was annoying from this game that we want to take out a little bit of aggression on? Jeff, I'll, I'll go to you first. Yeah, I saw one nomination that I've got to give a shout out, and I'll throw this out there. Uh, was Kaminga's elbow? We're gonna master lock Kaminga's elbow I like to it. Austin Reeves' face. So shout out to whatever commenter threw that one out because um, as the guy who had to go first, I'll throw that one out. Master lock to heck. Uh, that was a vicious, vicious elbow. It was clean i mean and honestly i said at the time i was like that thing i think is going to puff up and reeves may not be able to play he toughed it out played all the way to the end so well i'll be curious to see a couple on what is it monday in portland uh i'll be curious to see what the uh what the the color of his face is and oh, the, uh, how big that bump is because i think it's going to be pretty ugly but i saw one of the the images going around from the post game he's already got a black eye um, we'll see what it looks like in a, in a couple of days here. Uh, Sky, what are you putting in, in the master lock? Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I knew that was going to be a black guy. I mean, that was a dead on shot. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that we could do. LeBron's ankle <laughs> could be part of it, but I really don't want to do this because there have been, uh, opportunities to do it earlier in the season that were a lot more, but the officiating, it wasn't egregious tonight, but 
I think I'm a little extra sensitive because it, it's been so egregious so consistently this season. There have been a number of opportunities. You know, if Austin Reeves doesn't get hit with a Stan Hansen lariat to the face, he doesn't get a call. And Anthony Davis wasn't getting calls. And Andrew Wiggins had the ball in his hands and jumped out of bounds and they called it Warriors ball. Like it's just, it's getting the point. I don't understand. I don't know if it's incompetence or if it's something far darker and worse, but uh, it's just frustrating to me every game. And again, I am fully admitting that I'm probably a little extra sensitive about it because of what's happened this year. But again, I have to do the officiating. No, and that, and that's fair, right? I mean, there's three games this season, if not if not four, where the outcome of the game was changed because of a, a call the official made really late. And you know, look, uh, opposing fans will say, "Oh, but then you got to go back and look at every call throughout the game and all that kind of." Look, bottom line is Lakers had opportunities to win games, and the referees blew three or four calls. That yeah. uh, well, four calls. May, I think there might be five, but at least four, and. In three of those situations, it directly changed the outcome of the of the game, um, and so that all of that is going to make us a bit more, as you said, sensitive towards any kind of problems with with the officiating. Um, for my my master lock, I'm going to go Draymond. <laughs> I'm going to go Draymond. He got the he picked up the flagrant foul uh, for hitting Rui in, in the face. He's jawing at, at Anthony Davis, getting into it with him. Now they were just fine after the game and everything. But I got to go with, with Draymond Green. He was yelling at the referees about wanting to play more physical and, and all that sort of stuff. I think he got a call right after uh, Jordan Poole got a tech yeah. for yelling at the referees because of that, uh, that whole situation. So I'm, I'm going to go with Draymond Green. He was an antagonist throughout this game. That's, what, that's his role. That's what he's supposed to do. But when you're playing against him, it sure can be annoying. So he gets the master lock. For me. Trev, I, I got to hop in here because some people in the chat threw out an idea for a master lock that I think oh. you're actually going to retroactively want to make your master lock of the night. Okay. The interview with the little girl in the middle of the game. Oh, yes. <laughs> that, I mean, come I on. I saw it and I was like, it's Trevor How did I not it? do that? I thought it was How cute. Did you didn't like that? Oh, man. No, okay, so here was, was my problem. And this is, this is my pet peeve with every one of these situations. We saw it. Michael B. Jordan. They did this with him when they were in either Brooklyn or something. Like, you want to interview with somebody courtside? That's fine. No problem with that. But stop this nonsense where the game gets minimized to half the screen at best, and then you're showing the person that's getting interviewed. I like, Show me who it is to start, and then get them off the screen. I can still hear them just fine. I don't yeah. need to, to watch them talk. So uh, that's my frustration. When I'm missing stuff that's happening in the game because the screen is so, is so minimized and it's like they're not paying attention to it anymore, at least let me still pay attention to the game, even if you're going to interview somebody courtside. So that that's my frustration. 100%. It was actually kind of awkward, wasn't it? Because yeah, she was, was just like bit. singing LeBron's praises. And LeBron and he's is sitting right sitting there. there. <laughs> he's right there. sitting like they, they an inch away from her and pretending you, like he doesn't hear her. If you could ask LeBron anything, what would you ask him? He's, he's three. That was the question. <laughs> I was like, what? He's right there. <laughs> he's right there. Just, just ask him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. She taps him on the shoulder. She's like, hey, LeBron, I would just want to tell you how awesome you are. If you could ask LeBron anything, what would you ask him? Can I have the armrest? If you could ask him anything, what would you ask him? Because that is literally the situation you're in right yeah. now. Yeah, this isn't even yeah, hypothetical. Yeah. It's actually reality. Like yeah. This is the life that you're living. <laughs> 
that that is better. Yes, change my master lock to that. And if you want to go, somebody is going to take this as Trevor master locked a little girl. That's going to be the the takeaway here from this. But (laughs) (laughs) stop it, Trevor is a saint. Oh no! All right. (laughs) Thank you to everybody who joined us joined us tonight. What a great a great Lakers win, a much needed Lakers win. Um, Those of you who who tossed in super chats, I am well as usual. I'm well behind in them. We are so appreciative of all of them that were coming in. I am saving them all. I will add them into tomorrow's show. Be recording that tomorrow night. Thank you guys so much for coming in here. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Jeff Sky, thank you guys for for hopping on. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. God bless you, sir. (laughs) All right, everybody. Till next time. Stay safe and see you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.